warning. The Catholic Man Show contains high levels of manliness. If you think you may be too weak to withstand the manliness represented in the following program, please do yourself a favor and stop listening now. If you choose to continue in spite of this warning, if at any time you feel yourself overcome by the manliness, stop immediately and consult your closest medical professional. And now, for the not-so-fair, faint, or frilly, we present The Catholic Man Show. Welcome to the Catholic Man Show. We are on the Lord's team, the winning side. So raise your glass. Adam and Ann here sitting with David Niles, Juan on the buttons, Jim guarding the door, checking our audio. We have a very special episode for you today where we talk about Jesus. It's very different from all the 258 yes. ep episodes that we've had this far. Yeah, we're going to be talking about him in his Eucharistic form today. I'm excited. In film. In film. His filmed Eucharistic form specifically. Yeah. So Distinctions are always good. Stand by. I'm pumped about it. Stand by. Dave. Uh, really, I the whole episode is about Jesus today. Isn't that what it's about? It is every oh, episode, yeah. but like very, it's very literal today. You know, like some days when you read the readings and you like, really, it's obvious how the Old Testament connects, connects with, with, the new. with the gospel. Right, right. And you're like, hey, I I got it today, guys. Don't worry about it. Today, I got it. Hey, Dr. Scott Hahn, don't worry. Right. Like I, that's how today's episode is going to be in general. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'm excited to talk about. At least I think so. We'll see. Yeah, I, I think you're making some hey, presumption. Hey, hey, yeah. hey! Yeah. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Krupnik. Okay, so that's that is what we're drinking today. Yes. By the way, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Jesus is born. Can I just share with you? Like, I've had a couple uh, thoughts about. I, I didn't tweet them all. I resisted. I resisted the urge. Um, one of them I did tweet, oh, and I'll start with Ooh, that I one. Know, I know what it is, and I thought it was a brilliant idea. Did like, you? We need to. We need to go to the bishop about this. I like. I I'm surprised that it had, doesn't. I'm I, sure I haven't heard of it. I'm sure it exists. You right, know, like right, right. I just haven't heard of it. So I was thinking that how like does has anyone ever heard of a devotion to the preborn Jesus? Uh, because there's a devotion to the, the infant Jesus, mm -hmm. but what about the preborn Jesus? And, uh, if, if there is official devotions out there, I just haven't heard of them. And, and I, I really hope that there are, um, because it just seemed to me like this would be a great devotion to help, uh, battle the, like battle the, the, the war against abortion. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah, totally. Right. When, when you tweeted that, I was like, hmm. Dave, well done. Thank you. Thank you. The other I even retweeted you. You did. But you were I think the only one. I got you, bro. I just have not I'm not I'm, famous. It's okay. I got you. You've had a tweet go uh, viral it's recently. Like, it's like it doesn't matter. You asked a question about like what what was it? Like 
does Mary lead you closer to Jesus? Yeah. And would you get like thousands of comments or something? The frustrating thing about Twitter is I will post something that I think is it's brilliant. Dumb. Twitter, the no. people, like everyone on Twitter is an idiot. <laughs> That's the thing about it. Like I will, I will tweet something and be like, this could make. This, this could be my best this tweet could be my, ever. This, this is brilliant. I like, I'm surprised. If no you one were inside my mind, you would understand. And I'll tweet it and I'll get like tweet. one like. You know, and, and then, it's probably like me or Haley, right? Or and, maybe Pamela, right? And, and it's like I appreciate the sympathy, like thank you for for mm -hmm. being my friends, you know. And then I'll say something that's it's not even a sympathy, like it's just like yeah, you have to like it, right? Because we're all best friends, right? Exactly. Well, yeah. So and then like I say something very obvious. I'll tweet something very obvious that's not profound. That's not something that's mind blowing. That's very obvious. Yeah. That Mary leads us to Jesus, and then it's like of likes i'm like wait what i opened my phone and all of a sudden i was like I like have... yeah all of a sudden you're matt walsh yeah you know like, what what happened i just have like 500 likes you know it's weird yeah anyway so the other thing i was thinking you know about what? guess what let me just tell you this. okay tell me it means nothing it means something to me it means absolutely nothing because i can be like i'm friends with that guy <laughs> well, i'm glad that gives who you has all those comments i'm friends with him <laughs> Okay, what was your live, other ones? I live very close to him. <laughs> like, I live a sandwich away. What was the other thing? So the other thing I was thinking about is just like picturing Jesus being born. Okay, and imagine you are one of the shepherds who show up. And I have to believe that the, that the shepherds who came, like, okay, like they were aware that Jesus was the Messiah, but I still think that maybe they didn't have a full understanding of who the Messiah was going to be. I don't know whether they realized this is the second person of the Trinity. I mean, the, the Trinity had not been revealed to humanity yet. Okay, so they probably didn't realize that they're holding God in their arms. But for us who do know that, who have the benefit of divine revelation, to like imagine yourself time traveling back in a DeLorean? Uh, could be in a DeLorean. Could be in like a like a really fast donkey. Wow, that'd be you know what bad. I'm saying? Like talking about like Shrek donkeys. Yeah, yeah, I mean like a sweet like a sweet donkey. I feel like most donkeys are asses. You know what I'm saying? But uh, <laughs> um, anyway, however you get there is is irrelevant to uh, the the th what I was thinking about. I was just picturing myself, honestly as a uh, as one of these shepherds and imagining that you are sitting there holding the Christ child and as you're holding the Christ child he smiles at you okay and thinking about how that would affect the rest of your life knowing that God has smiled upon you that God had looked you in the face and had just like found you to be, you, you have pleased him. And he smiled like the, just the profundity well, of Christ mm -hmm. that you have brought joy to Christ and that he smiled at you. Well, no wonder you didn't tweet this dude. That was like way more than 240 characters. Right. I mean, I would have left out about the, like the DeLorean donkey and stuff, but I, I mean, something's got to be trimmed. Hey, here's something we need to we need to give an update on. Okay. Our caroling. 
Dude, we had we Oh, dude, the caroling was we did great. awesome. It was awesome. It was awesome. We had Okay, so we had We are definitely doing it next year. This is a tradition that we were starting. I went caroling twice. Yes. We tried to, but you were going to come, but it was like family thing just didn't work out. The had, kids Well, it was really more of a hangover kids, of the uh, uh midnight mass. Yeah. That's oh, really you guys what it went was. to midnight mass. Dude, that's the longest Minahan tradition that we know of. In in the family. Oh, really? Like my great-grandfather, I know for a fact. I've never been to uh, took his been. kids to midnight mass and so like and all through the generations uh, from that point from my great-grandfather down to me yeah I've always gone to midnight mass so that i have not been to a christmas mass that wasn't a midnight mass in your whole life that i that i can recall no really it was always midnight mass wow. and so i gotta give a shout out because hopefully maybe in you know 15 years our kids Dude, listen to this i will tell you that I'll christmas give, the, the whole day of christmas is already rough enough dude it's exhausting because you get home it's rough you get home at 1 30 and then you had to put your kids down and then and you, then you do like the other other all, stuff all the stuff that you have to do the, that a parent must has to do and you don't get to bed till three and guess what what time your kids get up because it's christmas it's christmas yeah so it's exhausting but I, I gotta give a shout out to my kids because they killed it in midnight mass luke and jude both stood they were quiet they were prayerful Anna slept through it but you know she's three so okay um i probably would have slept through it leo didn't sleep at all through it he stayed up through the whole thing well how did haley one do? how did haley do she's exhausted she's still exhausted just and beautifully. rightfully she did beautifully she, she did amazing I think the right i think the word that you're looking for is she did beautifully she did she's still exhausted because uh our kids Got up super early. Picturesque, maybe. Maybe that's the word you're looking for. Yeah, probably so. But yeah. so caroling. So we did. Uh, we went to caroling. We we had an over under ahead of time of three doors slamming on us. And I took the over. And I did as well. We we were fools because we had. Yeah, dude, we were idiots. Yes. We didn't have it. nobody slammed the door on us. And afterwards, I was thinking, why would? Why did I think anybody was going to slam the door on because us? Because what we did was we put all of our cute kids at the very front. Right. It's not like us, not our ugly mugs. And we're phenomenal singers. And when I say um, that, I mean I mean Pamela and I and Haley are phenomenal singers. Well, and Anna. Don't you throw out Anna. Uh, Anna. You know, to be honest, I'm just not very familiar with Anna's. Everybody uh, at St. Benedict's is very familiar with Anna singing. She's like several pews away from me. And I and when I sing, I don't know if you know this, but I sing. Okay? So, like I'm over there singing. So is Anna. <laughs> okay, well, I'm a man. <laughs> uh yeah, but we did like it was so much fun. It was so much fun to spread Christmas joy yeah. to other people. We had a great time and we uh Pamela put together, I guess. We made women cry. Literally. I mean, that's mm. not even like there were women who cried at the door mm -hmm. because we were there singing to them. It was amazing. It was very easy. It's a simple thing to do uh, that was Every, just... Everybody loved it. There was one guy who you could tell was standing in the doorway like out of pure courtesy and mm -hmm. like, all right, you're here. But what the most beautiful... We sang three songs. We sang the first verse of three songs. So it was like... the way to do it. It was very quick and easy. Uh, but by the end of our third song, a smile had slowly crept onto his face. He couldn't help it. And, like, he was smiling by the time we were done singing, even though he didn't, in the beginning, was, like, super annoyed. Right. He liked it at the end. It was great. When we get back, yeah. we have to at least talk a little bit about this crump night. We have yes. not. Yeah, we done will. That. We will. Okay. Okay. We'll be right back.
This segment of The Catholic Man Show is brought to you by The Catholic Woodworker. Go to thecatholicwoodworker.com for heirloom quality home, altars, crucifixes, and rosaries. It's also the only place where you can get the official rosary of The Catholic Man Show. Type in promo code TCMS for 10% off all purchases. TCMS for The Catholic Man Show. CatholicWoodworker.com if that's what's in, if that's currency, I'm a poor man on the left side. You're like shroot bucks, yeah, over here on the left side, totally. And I'm like the dollar on the right side. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. This is David Niles. I'm dollar on the right, shroot bucks on the left. I don't know if you heard that. The funny thing is, we were measuring. Gonna- we were measuring ear movement. Yeah, the funny thing is, I won't. I'll edit all that yeah, out. Yeah, I know. They won't know. But I wanted. I the thing was, I knew that you would, Adam, and I didn't. <laughs> I didn't want our audience to miss out on the stuff that goes on between segments. You know what I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> Maybe they did. Let's talk about Krupnik, though. Okay. Because uh, so, this is not the first time we've had Krupnik on the on the Catholic Man Show. Correct. So, but we have the 2020 Krupnik edition. Right. So, so our, our listeners are familiar with the Niles Krupnik tradition. Um, for those, for the new ones, one, cut it out. You got to turn off the audio on that webcam if you're going to use it. Yeah. Anyway, um, so yes, every year I like, I like shamed one right there. Like that like, was it's like it's like it's like, it like Luke, cut it out. Sorry, Juan. That was just my dad voice coming in, which I apologize for. Keep your dad voice, please, in the yeah. closet. You're right. Well, during the show. During the show. Yeah. I apologize, I mean, Juan. Not when you're with your children. Right. When you're being a dad. Anyway, so, so every year, there's a Niles family tradition that the men of the Niles family get together and we make a batch of Krupnik. What is Krupnik, Dave? Krupnik? Great question, Adam. Krupnik is a Polish dessert liqueur. Um, it was invented by the Benedictine monks in Poland and uh, in World War II was used... For all kinds of things, it was. If you if you've ever seen my big fat Greek wedding, they sort of used it like Windex in that movie. You know, like the dad, he he just sprays Windex on everything. So literally, they would use it to disinfect things. They would use it as an anesthetic. Thank you. Yeah. Um, The reason why they would use it to disinfect is not because it's very necessarily um, high in alcohol. It's not. This would be really fall into the the category of a liqueur. Okay, it's not even close to being forty percent alcohol. Really? No, not even close. We don't know exactly what it is, but it's a third of the recipe is honey. So a third of it is honey. Um, it's it is probably about twenty percent alcohol. Uh, is mm. like a close guess. I didn't know that. Um, but the reason it's it's uh, antibacterial is because it's a third honey. Honey itself is antibacterial. Honey is like a incredible substance. You know, like we were saying uh, earlier that you can eat a thousand year old honey because it never goes bad ever in like everdom. It will like turn into a dry powder in everdom. One put that as a lower third. Yeah. Uh, but honey is like incredible and it's it's inherently antibacterial. It's this amazing product of nature and it's delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, so in this recipe, uh, there is alcohol. We use Everclear as the, the alcohol, but um, but it's but it's like not very much 
by total volume. You see what I'm saying? The re but when you drink it, you say like, whoa, that's a powerful taste. And it's very common for people when they taste it to think that's a strong taste. It must be strong in alcohol. It's actually not. It does have alcohol in it, but the strong taste you're tasting are spices like mace and allspice and clove and ginger and cinnamon. Is there the, nutmeg? The, and nutmeg, yes, thank you. Um, so it's invented by the monks. Because all things good to drink are invented by monks. Right, so uh, wildflower honey, so wildflower honey, vanilla pod, cinnamon sticks, ground nutmeg, cloves, mace, allspice, peppercorns, orange and lemon peel water, and pure grain alcohol. Those are all of the ingredients in the Niles, the Niles recipe of Krupnik. If you go to Poland and you try and you order Krupnik, it is much sweeter. Than this? Oh, yes. Wow. It's like much more of a dessert liqueur. Mm, okay. Um, I much prefer the recipe that we have. Because it tastes like Christmas. It's very Christmassy. Yeah. And it's also more manly. Uh. One time I, I bought, I was in New York, in like Poland town, New York. Um, and so I went to this liquor store and like, sure enough, they had several bottles of Krupnik. So I bought my dad, this is like kind of right as soon as we were making this a tradition. And I bought him a, a good bottle of real Krupnik from mm -hmm. Poland. It was like in Polish and everything on the bottle. So you knew it was legit. Right. 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 There's no way somebody could forge that. Right. Yeah. Exactly, because like people don't speak Polish. You right. know what I'm saying? Right, right. So anyway, um, I brought it home and we tried it, and we all agreed that actually we like the version we make better. The version that we, you know, it's like the real stuff is very sweet and very desserty. It was delicious, mm -hmm. but it's not something that I want to drink a lot. You know what I mean? This is something that's more of a, it's it's more sp spicy. Like we talked about, not because yeah. it's not like hot, spicy, but all of these spices. Right. Anyway, so and this is more, it. It probably more tastes more medicinal than the sweeter liqueur. Right. It definitely smells. I mean, if you if you smell it, it has a, definitely a, a medicinal smell. Yes. Oh yes. And if you want the recipe, all you have to do is become a patron. And are you gonna are you gonna give me the the recipe to? Well, post? we posted we posted on Facebook on our uh, Council of Man page every year. Oh. It is, it's, it's on there now, and it has been on there every year. My dad posts it on the Council of Man page on Facebook. So if you want the recipe, become a patron, and Boom. you have the recipe. I will tell you that it's not our recipe. It's a recipe we found on the internet. So it's not like we <laughs> own the recipe. It's not like a, a, an old Niles family recipe. But this is the one we use, and this is the one that's so good. So there you go. Okay. If, I mean, there's probably people, like, let's be honest. You've been wanting to become a patron anyway for a while. And like, now you're just thinking, okay, fine. This is what's going to push me over the edge. Either that or the, the course that we're doing with Carlo Broussard. One or the two. One or the two. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But so the so man gear, we're the gear, the man gear today, because we are, we don't have very much time. We're talking the man gear today is a picks. Picks. Like, like pick up sticks? No. Okay. It's like something completely different. Like from a that. guitar pick? that you're maybe getting a little closer okay but it's a pix so a pix is a luke, sacred luke, luke got some pickup sticks in his stocking this did year he? yes oh, dude, how I, long have you been, how long has it been adam, adam played we're, we're talking sticks. about jesus now okay Sorry. like yeah 
have you played? I that? agree. Pickup sticks is cool. It's fun. Okay, it is fun. Anyway, go ahead. A pix is a sacred vessel. Mm-hmm. Vessel, I think, is. I like it. That's the right word. With which, someone who is authorized to do so, a extraordinary minister of holy communion, transports the sacred Eucharist. Mm-hmm. To the source and summit of our faith, apart like away from the church location to somebody like maybe in a nursing home. Like, so if you're bringing communion to someone in a hospital or in a nursing home or a, someone who's homebound, um, this is the thing that which you do it, and it's worn mm-hmm. very, most of the time when I've seen it. I don't know if it's always, probably not neck. always, but right. I see it worn around the neck mm-hmm. close to the heart. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, and so. Every now and then, you may have seen people at church when they approach, um, when they were going to receive communion, they also open up like a little thing and the priest places a, a host right. in there. They close it and then they themselves go to receive it, communion. It looks like a little lockbox or something. Right, that yeah, like a, a lockbox. Yeah. Um, so that's that's the man gear today. And really, we brought this up because we're going to be talking about communion and Eucharistic miracles today with a guy. Um, and... Angelo. We, Angelo Labuti, yes, yes, is his name. He's a uh, director of photography and director of a uh, very special film that we're going to be talking also about. Also an animator of like all of, like a lot of very cool your stuff. favorite Disney movies, basically. Right. But we wanted to really encourage people who are so inclined um, and are allowed to by their diocese mm-hmm. um, to maybe get involved in bringing communion to those who are unable to receive it otherwise on a at least a weekly basis mm-hmm. because that really is a beautiful ministry i think to the elderly to the imprisoned right. and is this something that's normally dedicated to a, a deacon i believe it is I, but I, I don't know that for certain to me i mean to me it's something ideally that it is done by a deacon okay but i mean the truth is there are more people who want more people in nursing homes who would like to receive communion than there are deacons to bring it to them. And if that's not the case in your diocese, then you're blessed with an abundance of deacons and it is an incredible blessing. Mm-hmm. But the truth is, the reality is that the deacons cannot bring community, cannot bring communion to everyone in your diocese or even in your town who want to receive communion. And many, many people in nursing homes are forced to go for weeks without receiving communion if they receive it at all you know what i mean mm-hmm. um in march of this year i was in the hospital with yeah, a collapsed, collapsed lung. lung okay and i was incredibly was blessed to be in a catholic hospital where there was a priest who brought me communion every day i ended up being healed after nine days i, I spent a novena in the hospital mm-hmm. and was cured on the feast of saint david on my half birthday through the efficacious prayers of myself. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so over that time period, I really got to, I, I came to a deep appreciation of people who are in, who have this as a ministry of bringing communion to people who could not receive it otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was, like I said, fortunate enough to be in a Catholic hospital where there are many priests serving On in this capacity. Kind of thing. Okay, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. But there are so many people across the world. There, there are no Catholic hospitals in their town, okay? And they are members of your parish, who maybe your priest is the only priest in the town, okay? So this is just something that, to prayerfully discern, the Lord may be calling you to, 
And it's something that you should look for guidance from your bishop and from your pastor on whether or not it's appropriate for you to serve in this capacity. Mm -hmm. But I believe that the Lord is calling many, many people to serve him in this way, to carry his body, soul, blood, and divinity to the people who cannot be physically present at the altar on Sunday. I'm pumped to continue talking about this. Yeah. We'll be right back. Hey everyone, Carlo Broussard here from Catholic Answers. I just wanted to let you know that I'm going to be teaming up with the Catholic Man Show to offer a unique nine-lesson webinar on St. Thomas's Five Ways for Proving God's Existence. All through the month of January, starting January 4th, Adam, David, and I are going to be jumping into the Summa to study St. Thomas's Five Ways together. We're going to offer course notes along with a live Q&A session with you. So if you're interested, and for more information, be sure to visit thecatholicmanishow.com slash Carlo. I hope to see you online January 4th. God bless. Let's do it. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. Adam Minahan here sitting with David Niles. We want to give a special shout out to Juan Posada. Our producer sitting there pushing the buttons for us, helping us get this episode up and running into your earbuds or speaker or however you are listening. We also want to thank Jim Spencer, who was praying. Here's the deal, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we went through this segment once already. Yeah. And just spoiler alert. We've already done this once. Jim Spencer over Full here to disclosure. my left. He was sitting here praying because our You know what we don't have? We don't have one of those things where you're like they click the uh catholic man clap. show segment three take two clack yeah and jim over here was sitting here praying because he realized we were we were on the struggle bus and i don't know if we were on the struggle bus or the struggle bus was on top of us yeah either way uh, but it was a struggle it was a struggle but we've i think we fixed it thanks be to god jim's prayers were answered and we get to hang out with our good Bring, friend angelo labuti yeah. thank you is. so much there he is the man the myth the legend hey. himself uh, Angelo, thank you again for your patience. This is, <laughs> this is. Uh, I'm, I'm grateful that you are a virtuous man and that we were able to help you achieve virtue this evening with your patience. So, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, so, Angelo, you and I, uh, uh, we have a little bit of a a, a past, only from mutual friends. Uh, Father Ripperger is a, a mutual friend of, of both of ours, and. The last time Dave and I were hanging out with Father Ripperger, we were uh, having a whiskey and cigar, and he had mentioned that he was uh, doing some spiritual direction for some people in Hollywood. And me being, you know, the non-virtuous man that I am, I'm trying to think of, okay, who can I... Ooh, I want to name drop. Who I can name, I name drop? Yeah, name who drop? can I name drop? Who can I name drop? Who do I know? And I was like, I follow this guy on Instagram. His name is Angelo. I know that he's done, like... The Lion King and like uh, you know, I'll pretend I'll, like I know him. I'll, I'll say just because I follow him, I'll, I know him, and I threw out your name, Angelo. And Father Ripper goes, "Yes, that man takes his faith very seriously." And like all of a sudden, it was like a very calm, like understanding of like, "Oh, uh, this is uh, he." He's very serious all of a sudden. So um, I'm grateful to just be in your present presence. Yeah, Angelo. I mean, any ma any man who can impress Father Ripperger is an impressive man. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so thank you. So we're going to talk about Jesus today. We're going to talk about Jesus. We're going to talk yeah. about Jesus and a movie that you're making about and a movie him. that you're making about Jesus. Uh, 
Thank you. We're going to talk about um, Eucharistic miracles. One thing I think we need to, we, we need to discuss is because I think that we don't. Let me let me back up. One thing that I'm grateful for you is that you you're a very good storyteller. You're you're a man who is who, who tells the story in it beautifully. And one thing I think that we struggle with in the Catholic Church is telling our story. We have so much beauty and depth and uh, uh, just truth within the Catholic Church that we don't sometimes just throw it out there and let people t right. get a hold of it, you know, sink their teeth into. Yeah. And one of the, one of the worst or best kept secrets that is the worst problem I think one of we we have is that we don't let people know about Eucharistic miracles. That there are such things as Eucharistic miracles that happen today. That happen all the time, you know, throughout the history of the church. And so what you are doing is you are you are producing or direct I'm sorry, directing and you're the director of, of, of photography on a movie that you are putting together on Eucharistic miracles. Is that Correct. A yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, uh, I'm totally, I'm totally agree, agree, agree with you guys. And I mean, uh, it's, uh, it's really sad how we have this gem, this treasure, mm. and the ch the church is not really showing. I mean, it's kind of more into showing things that I mean less important, and I know something like this. I mean, this is a big time. I mean, I think, and uh, even from the scientific point of view we have so many tangible proofs that uh, we will shake any non-believer. I mean, and uh, I think that we become shy or formal lukewarm. One thing for me, I really, I don't know if it happened to you guys, and I, I really hate when I go to church and they talk about some saints and they say, there is a legend about this saint doing this one. I said, a legend? What is it, Harry Potter? A legend? <laughs> what, what is it? Why are you talking, Luke? Like, Luke? Yeah. what yeah. are we talking about? Unicorns or something? Yeah. You like, mean tradition, right? This is what you mean. Yeah, unbelievable, unbelievable. Yeah, so I mean, so Eucharistic miracles. Let's let's start out with definitions, Dave. We we like to yes. define our terms. We're men. We like to define our terms and figure out what we're talking about here. So let's let let's talk about for those who may not understand or or, or know of or, or have ever heard. I think a lot of people know what a miracle is, but they might not be specific familiar with the genre of Eucharistic, of Eucharistic miracles, miracles and why those are important among the realm of miracles. Right. So, Angela, why don't you give us a, just a, a maybe a one hundred and one of what Eucharistic miracles are. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, for the way I see it, I mean, everybody has their own take, but I think it's a beautiful gesture of love. As we know, Christ mentioned it, I mean, he will come to be willing to leave all the sheep to save the last, last sheep. And uh, I think so, this is like a figure speaking, uh, it's, uh, in this case, it was the first Eucharist miracle was done in Lanciano, a town in Italy. I've been there a few times. Uh, all my family is from there. I grew up there. And uh, what happened was this uh, monk uh, this, who was doing the Mass at the moment of consecration, he had a lack of faith and no longer believing what, uh, as a Catholic, would believe as a, this tra 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 transubstation of uh, the Eucharist becoming a real body of Christ. Right. And uh, so what happened on this moment, he, he saw this Eucharist start to bleeding. And eventually, as we have we done some medical tests, we re revealed some amazing things about DNA, what that was really the heart of blood. 
of, of Christ and there's so many beautiful things. But I think, again, it's a, it's a shop love for Christ to bring back even the last ship. And uh, because we live in a, in a world of science where I think uh, led many people to go away astray from our faith because uh, science sometimes, if you don't really know the faith really well, it, it kind of makes you thinking that uh, it is in contradiction. I mean, and uh, I think uh, when I'm saying meaning really well, it's like a really knowing the theological word, the meaning for each of those words and what Christ meant when he said those words back then. So are you, this, this project you're working on, would you call it a movie yeah. or would you call it a documentary? What, what would you call it? I call it more a movie because I try to take in a, in a different kind of uh, approach than what the usual documentary is. Uh, usually in documentary, you have two people, one people talking for hours and have some images that uh, beautiful pictures that are uh, supposed to like uh, make less boring that the same shot over and over. Uh, and I think, and I mean, uh, what, what I, what, one, one thing I really love when I studied this, the life of uh, Walt Disney, and because I mean, I worked for Disney for so many years, I mean, Disney, Marvel, and all this kind of company, we had to understanding uh, in his philosophy and how he was thinking about filmmaking. One thing he was used to doing was he was flying to New York uh, to be on top of the Statue of Liberty, asking to himself, why people, why Americans love the statue so much? Why they feel this bound? And he want to try to make in a movie style that the people can see his movie and be such bounded with what the, the story was. And he realized it was because, I mean, the, the history, I mean, that was such a huge salvation was is really brought it up them to be reborn as they as, as a, because they were coming from a new country and go through so much of uh, hard times and that was finally this uh, flower blooming on such a bad uh, uh, heart so same things i mean what i learned about when i working at disney marvel or this kind of company or the kind of films that i mean uh, the audience is so used today as a with the video games and the live action super active and if today we are bringing a documentary where there is the, the tone is always the same, even if the tone is always fast, it's so slow, it still becomes slow because it's so monotone, it repeats itself, and, and the people get so used to the pace, they become right. boring. Right. Mm -hmm. so, so what I try to bring in is the lots of more action, lots of different type of paste on the filmmaking uh, that uh, will, it, it, is, it is how we're approaching a movie. I mean, we have act one, act two, act three, and it's going to be a journey. It's almost the Indiana Johnson, in Johnson a movie where our hero is going to a journey to find the final answer to helping uh, a non-believer. 
Yeah, mm. see, that's I mean, that's a beautiful thing. Again, it goes back to we have the best story. It's not because it's like our story. It's like it's Jesus' story. Right. Yeah. You know, and all we have to do is be able to portray it, is yeah. be able to tell it to other people. This is like, and this is the beautiful thing about Eucharistic miracles, right, is it's not just about uh, reaffirming the faith of the believers. It's not just about the Christians who already hold to the belief that the Eucharistic the Eucharist is the body, blood, soul, and divinity of our Lord Jesus Christ, but also for those who are the unbelievers who realize, like what you were saying, Angelo, who are maybe more uh, the scientists, uh, uh, almost to the religion of science. Right. You know, the people who are uh, just believe like in, in the scientific method alone which is interesting because let's talk about philosophy if you want to do that but right. so the scientific know, method was invented by a catholic monk right exactly okay. but I mean, so, so you know they, they want to know that you know they want to know all of this and it's like well this is if you if you look at this science this is this is the only lead you to the truth so it's in christ's mercy and love that he continues to draw all of his creation towards right. him you know, to love him and to serve him so that we can be with him in, in I the next I want to pick life. this up, this thread of faith and science on the other side of the break. Okay, sounds okay. good. We'll, we'll be right back. Sounds good. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles here with Adam Minahan. Joined via VMix call by Angelo Labuti, director and director of photography i'm going to say director of photography and director of the film the movie we're talking about today what's the is there a title what's the official title so now we just call it we are, we are, we are going to developing okay. it after i mean when the, the, the more the more things we are going to get sure I mean, uh, we know what we're going to do, and then we're going to change the title. But for now, just you guys. So uh, you guys are doing, you're crowdfunding it still. You're very close to your goal. So everybody needs to go to christianfilm.com slash crowdfunding, crowdfund dash films. But just go to christianchannel.com and you can you'll the click tab. on the, the crowdfunding tab. And so you can help, help get them over the edge because they're, they're very, very close. And I, I believe I saw it. I saw, I think I saw if you donate $100, you actually make it in the credits. Which would be pretty awesome. Yeah. But you're, uh, yeah, you're at uh, 158, 940 out of 175,000 uh, that you're trying to raise. So you're very close, Angelo. I mean, this is, you are, you are very, very close to, uh, and I love that you're getting the support that you are, because uh, this yeah. is a, a, a big amount, yet uh, not very much, actually, when it comes to, the project create, that creating doing, a yeah. film because like what you were telling telling us earlier or actually i think what i saw in even the crowdfunding film is like eight seconds costs a ton of money like thirty three thousand dollars or something like that to be able to do expensive. this so you're you're taking some of your buddies that you know uh, and and putting together to to be able to tell the story as you know scientists are talking about the things that are happening in these eucharistic miracles you're, you, you need to be able to convey the story outside of like what you were saying, Angelo, of like just some a talking head right. you know, discussing things that may be over other people's heads. So you need to be able to showcase and portray the story that's actually happening in a in a beautiful way. So that's why we're, we're trying to raise but the money. But Angelo, here's the question I want to ask you. It's, it's, it's about this combination of faith and science that really the Catholic faith has embraced with both hands since the beginning. Um, in this movie, you're not asking people to just believe in these miracles because, tr oh, trust us. Talk. Would you yeah. talk about the combination and the the partnership 
that faith and science play in this film? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, uh, um, everything, the reason why I accepted to do this movie and I proposed it uh, was because I knew that the Ray, he, he had like a, a really beautiful, uh, it's called The Joy of Life on YouTube channel. That's where I found out about him. He's, he, he's an engineer. So he talked that language, he understands that technical language, uh, and uh, he can present uh, from that scientific point of view. Because this, I mean, the crowdfunding was more for Catholic, but this movie is more for the lukewarm Catholic, mm. for Protestant, uh, and for atheists. Because I think each of us, we have those friends or family that, I mean, they are more on the scientific uh, uh, kind of like a re religion, like, like, like you, you were saying before. Uh, so this is like a just for them. And I mean, so we have to unveiling and talking their language and showing that, I mean, it's not just uh, some Catholic believing. I mean, uh, because we are taking what Christ say, which that's... Which, which would be good enough. Well, yeah, I mean, Jesus yeah. said it, so it would be good enough, but he knew that there would be some people mm -hmm. in the world that would need, because he made some people scientifically minded. He made them that way, and he didn't just abandon them. He doesn't abandon them to this day. And even, uh, even in modern times, there are still Eucharistic miracles going on. Uh, and so those, those things are signs that are meant for the non-believers that we should be championing. We should mm -hmm. be shouting these things from the rooftop. Yep. And what I love about this movie is that it's not a one-time event. When you make the movie, it's made. It's going to be here forever, right? I mean, so there will it will be how many people will be evangelized by this? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, you, there's no way of knowing. And I know that even people like me who takes their faith very seriously, I'm sure... I will learn. I will learn a lot from watching this movie. Yeah, and and, and I think is is a good way even to know how to presenting. I mean, we are going to interview some theologians as well. Or here, when you listen to the doctor using the terminology, helps so much as well. Because I mean, it's like sometimes if you don't use the right terminology, it makes it look like you just come up in your mind. And I mean, right. or it's not really from point of view there is a specific terminology same things in, in in theology there is a specific t terminology and when you listen father rippinger for example using those vocabulary that i mean some thomas like one was using empower and that make you believe it i mean that people know something more than you i mean it, it is a technical aspect yeah and i mean as mm -hmm. as, as practicing catholics who, who take their faith seriously we know that there's a miracle that happens every single day in, in the holy sacrifice of the mass, we know that the body, blood, and soul, and divinity of our Christ, uh, of our Lord, is in this, uh, you know, is transubstantiated into for, or from bread and wine. Right. You know, so we know that there's a miracle that happens every single day. Right. Yeah, exactly. Every mass is a Eucharistic miracle. miracle. Right. But like, Angela, like you were saying uh, in the last break, when you were talking about the priest who didn't necessarily believe and he, when he held up the body uh, of Christ in, in consecration, it became right. real flesh. That blood uh, and flesh was actually scientifically studied in 1971 by scientists and was it was revealed that it was actually still flesh it was a, a, a cardiac 
uh, heart flesh. Yeah, I think it the, was the left ventricle. Yeah, and the blood was still there. Like, maybe it, it was the it, right ventricle. It was still like, fl- uh, like fresh blood. It wasn't like you know this was twelve hundred years ago. It wasn't like dried up blood. It was like acted like it was like, like it fresh. just happened. So like again, Angela, this is why we need people like you to tell these stories because uh, I, th- I think we're not doing a good job of doing right. it. Yeah, and especially who can do yeah, it in a in a beautiful way. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. That's you totally, you totally nailed down. I mean, the problem is, is that one because I mean, it's like there are the fact that the blood type is consistent with all those Eucharistic miracles. Right. Just that per se, it's uh, one in a billion. Because, I mean, already the blood type AB positive is something so unique, for the Jew people from that period of time, from the area. So oh, oh so just AB, that, AB positive was a unique blood type in during that time. Is that what you said? No, no. So I think if I remember correctly, the AB positive is the blood that was being discovered in all these miracles. Right. But in, in our in our in, in America in Europe is not a typical blood type. But in that specific region where Christ was uh, was pretty from kind the, of custom from the Jewish community. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I yeah, misunderstood. Right. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that that's. That is, per se, it's uh, something supposed to converting everybody. I mean, because right. I mean, like, how can it be possible? It's been it's been discovered this same blood type in so many different. But there are so many other ones. And I mean, as you mentioned, the the, the heart uh, they found uh, a lack of. I mean, with the white cell and red cell, they was able to prove that a person the, the, where the heart belong and the blood belong was somebody was an extremely excruciating sufferings mm-hmm. almost was being beat to death come on man I was like, I, yeah. how really you wanna like, again right. what, what we're gonna do it is showing visually as well I mean all these kind of things with special effect uh, with live action and stuff because uh, I, I really love the movie um, The Case of Christ even if it was like a period for the protest but visually kind of went through this journey and proved the existence of Christ uh, and I think that, that this is going to be a journey for proving that uh, the existence of the Christ in the Eucharist. Angel, yes. Angel, what was something that you learned while, you know, preparing for this, learning about yeah. it? Uh, sh- you know, uh, you guys have already probably started shooting. I'm assuming you've, you've shot some uh, based off of your the, the reel that you have. What's something that you have learned from this that you didn't realize that you were going to take away? Yeah, so first of all, that there are some medical proofs, some, I mean, from, from these doctors I mean, that Ray already interviewed, there are some evidence, some really physical problems, I mean, medical, medical, and uh, so that's like to be able to go there, Lanciano, Buenos Aires, and Tixla, and be able to visit, to see this, this and, and try to to see what we can do to visualize it as well down there. But I, I, I knew, because I studied a little bit about Carlo Acutis, which uh, we started doing this movie because uh, we want to finish what he started. Uh, but I never, I never heard about all these uh, important uh, medical and scientific things altogether. I just heard one time one and two, three years after another one, but your brain, it doesn't, I don't know for me, probably can be just me, but when you listen something that is not on your, 
let's say, I mean, like, for example, when I say something about, about movie, I can retain lots of information. But when I speak about something that's no, is the medicine or something that is no, my everyday bread, right? Uh, no retaining as much. So when I heard about all these Eucharistic miracles, I retain a really, really little and never all those information together. So I think what we are going to do in this movie, we are going to place all those information together and, and visually as well. So it's, it's supposed to be something, hopefully, that can, more people can retain and, and really go home and, and really question it after. Yeah, Juan, can you put up the website again? Just because I want to, I just want to once again, everybody, like, they're very, very close. What was the target? What's the target, 175,000. 175,000. They're at 159,000 right now. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, uh, go check guys, out. This, this needs to happen. I mean, like, mm -hmm. the and uh, they've already got a lot of money behind this project. So go and support. Just give them whatever you can. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of you who listen to this podcast. So if you just everybody gives a little bit, we'll get there. Yeah. And remember, Jesus is just calling us. Uh, he's calling us towards right. him. Right. Uh, go spend time with him in the Eucharist, uh, in adoration. And, right. And yeah, in, exactly. Spend an hour in adoration, an hour in adoration for the movie. That'd be great. That'd be great. Angelo, thank you so much for hanging out with us this evening. It's been a, it's been a true joy. Uh, my pleasure. And uh, if I can say some, something, something more, is that uh, when we put this budget, uh, it's really low because we didn't take uh, any fee for it. Mm. So uh, we really try to, because I mean, uh, if I just put my salary, it's going to be over the budget that just down there. Yeah. So all of us, uh, we are trying to really get, gain all these free times because I mean, for minimizing the cost, because I know tendency usually Catholic and I know like a Protestant donate a lot of money. But we had lots of, like, hopefully, we can have a little bit more of what we asked. Because, I mean, we had, uh, as you guys know, the guy down there didn't like what we were doing. Uh, and we had some extra expenses we didn't, we didn't expect. In. I mean, uh, recently, we were supposed to go to fly to interviewing uh, uh, Tim Staple, because, I mean, uh, probably you guys know, yeah. uh, is, uh, is a good friend with, with your, uh, your uh, um, Como, the guy, the guy doing your, your show. Yeah, Carlo, yeah. Carlo, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Carlo, yeah, yeah. So, um, but we had so many problems. The two cinematographers, the two cameramen who were supposed to be coming, one from, from Chicago, one from New York. The day before, one got sick for COVID, and the other one was three feet uh. of snow. So they lost their flight. They couldn't, they couldn't, they couldn't uh, bring their own camera equipment. So we had to spend like $6,000 just to renting stuff so uh. we already locked him and hiring some other people last minute uh, that uh, so it's uh we never expected it's going to be so difficult so many problems so hopefully 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 with uh, the money a little bit more because i mean again i'm not going to take nothing about it i mean and we try to be as transparent we are going to showing all the expenses as well so this way people are going to know that i mean this is just for christ yeah. Mm, praise God, Angelo. Yeah. Thank you for thank you for what you're doing. Yes. And if we can help in any way, Angelo, uh, let us know. We're you know we're happy to just be a part of the team a little bit if we can, um, and we're thankful for. I'm we're I'm very glad that you're in the breach with us and not against us. <laughs> <laughs> the beard no, looks right? good. The beard looks good too. By the way.
Hey everyone, I'm Jason from St. Monica Parish in Edmond, Oklahoma. It's A.D. Rodriguez here, coming from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Adam and David, this is Clint from Everson, Washington. My name is John Klopik from Louisville, Kentucky. Hi, my name is Brandon Gardner from Lafayette, Louisiana. Hi guys, this is Dave from Nebraska. Hey everybody, this is Tomas at Ultimos Cigars. Greetings from Wisconsin. My name is Russell Yacht. Hey, Jonathan Conrad here from the Catholic Woodworker. My name is Kyle Myers and I live in Kearney, Nebraska. My name is Fabrian from Toronto, Canada. Hello, my name is David Biddle. I go to Most Precious Blood Parish in Tulsa. My name is Kent and I'm from Enid, Oklahoma. Cameron Strachan here from St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada. My name is Tom Duffy from Vermont. Hi, this is Mike from Indiana. My name is uh, Jeff Houseworth and I attend the Church of St. Benedict in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. It's been a great blessing in our lives. We love it. We look forward to it every week. You guys were able to, to help me rekindle my faith. We desperately need authentic, genuine Catholic men in our society and culture today. And they help create those men and strengthen the men that already are there. While I was in the process of uh, converting from Protestantism, and discovered the show and was immediately hooked. And it showed me what it means to be a Catholic man and uh, how to take their faith seriously. And as a husband and father, it's been a great blessing. All the books I've read on Catholicism, most of them go in one ear and out the other, but Catholic Man Show sticks with me. I feel like I've learned more from it than anything else. Also revitalizing me a willingness to stand up for my faith and defend it. I love how Adam and David just take a lighthearted, carefree, and entertaining approach to the Catholic faith. It's also kind of a, a place for me to just get some good thinking and get some good resources for how to reach out to the men in my parish. I started going to daily mass because of encouragement from Catholic Man Show. Putting out solid content, solid guests, and an entertaining show, and most importantly, orthodoxy. Because of the impact it's had on my life and the impact I think it can have on other men's lives. Catholic Radio has been quite a godsend on my journey and continues to solidify my faith, making me stronger than I ever was. The Catholic Man Show has helped me to be a better friend, a father, son, and to help me deepen my faith with my fellow brothers. To be a better man, become stronger in the faith, and have opportunities to connect with other Catholic men. No matter what topic Adam and David are talking about, the discussion always circles back to virtue. I've come to realize how essential virtue is in the life of a Catholic man. With every episode, Dave, Adam, and their guests have inspired me to not only become a better man, but a stronger, more dedicated Catholic. I'm so grateful for you guys sharing Jesus with all of us, sharing his love, sharing the mindset we all have to have. That's made me a better man of God, a better youth minister, a better boyfriend, a better son, and I think it's going to make me a better future uh, husband and father. I've really learned about what it means to embrace authentic masculinity in a way that helps me be a better friend, a better father, a better husband, and a better leader in my parish. So thanks again, Adam and David. Join us and other men who are taking their faith seriously at patreon.com slash thecatholicmanshow.